Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. We just finished up some tremendous meetings in Houston, Texas at Houston Faith Church. Some good friends of ours, uh, Pastors Chaz and Joni Stevenson, a tremendous church down there. I highly recommend if you live in the Houston area, if you're looking for a solid church that not only teaches the word, but allows the spirit of God to move, that is the place. You need to be there. We had some wonderful meetings once again, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Just great revelation, great manifestations. Uh, lots of, of wonderful healings that took place. There was a girl that was mute, and she began to speak. There were uh, crushed ankles that were healed, and backs and spines, and all kinds of stuff that was going on. Just, it was awesome. And uh, we've actually got the, uh, the service videos of that on our YouTube channel. If you'd be interested in watching that, just go to our YouTube channel. It's Chad Gonzalez Ministries, and you can find uh, those two services there. We've got some great meetings coming up as well. If you'd like to join us over the next month or two, uh, this weekend we're going to be in Kenosha, Wisconsin. That's March 4th through the 6th. We're going to be at the Encounter Church doing the Supernatural Conference there. The following week we're going to be in Nagaland, India, uh, there in Dimapur at Spirit of Faith Church and in the school. We're doing a healing conference there. It's going to be our first international conference of the year, so really excited to get back overseas. And then at the end of March, we're going to be in Michigan City, Indiana at Faith City Church. A dear friend of mine, Pastor Jeremiah Sanders, will be there on Sunday morning and Sunday night. And then going into April, we'll be in Tupelo, Mississippi at the King's Dome on April 3rd. And then April 22nd through 24th in Birmingham, Alabama at Life of Faith Church. So lots of opportunities uh, for you to be in some of these meetings. We would absolutely love to see you there especially those of you that are partners with Chad Gonzalez Ministries. I love being able to meet you in person, shake your hand, give you a hug, and just say thank you so very much for being part of the Dream Team. If those of you that live over in the west side of the U.S., we're going to be heading your way uh, coming up in May and in June. We'll be over in uh, California. We're going to be up in Oregon and a couple of different places as well. So be on the lookout for that. You can go to our website, chadgonzalez.com. And there's a little link where you can click and see the meeting schedule. So let's get into our message for this month. I want to talk about the secret of Christianity. The secret of Christianity. And the secret is something that uh, it's actually very, very simple. You know, we like complicated. I mean, we don't like complicated, but we do like complicated. We don't like the simple things because we just think it's too simple to work. But actually, the gospel of Jesus is actually very simple. A very wise man said many years ago, he said, if the message is complicated, they probably didn't get it from Jesus because Jesus was simple. And I absolutely believe that. The message of Jesus, it's so simple. We just overcomplicate it. But I want to give you the secret of Christianity, and it's simply this, be, not do. Many of us get into work mode trying to to make some of these things happen. And there's some things that has come with our salvation that you don't need to try to make happen. 
You just need to realize it's already happened and it's already available to you and not just available to you, it's in you. Let me give you an example of this. A very well-known passage of scripture, Psalm 91. Let's look over in the Old Testament. Psalm 91. And I want you to see what, what God gives us here, some instructions that he gives us here. Now, many of us know Psalm 91, and we know the promises that, that are given here as far as protection and as far as healing. And I'm just going to read this, this uh, chapter to you. Psalm 91, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll save the Lord. He's my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Now, here come some of these promises. He says, He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Now that's some powerful promises there. Some of the most familiar to us is like verse 7. A thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. That's a tremendous promise. But notice, this promise here is not for everybody. And it's not for anybody. It's for one particular person. Who's that person? Well, he tells you who that person is in verse 1. The person who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now that word dwell. It's simply talking about that's where you stay. That's where you, are, that's where you are grounded in. That's what you are attached to. You dwell. You stay there. That's your hiding place, your dwelling place. That's where you live. You do not live from any other place but right there. You dwell in him. You abide there. And this isn't talking about your physical position. This is about your soul. This is about your mind. This is about what are you connected to. You see, friends, we're always connected to something. You're either more connected to God and less connected to the world, or you're more connected to the world and you're less connected to God. That connection is always fluctuating, and it's all dependent on what you set your focus on, what you put your awareness on. It's about your consciousness and your perspective. So these wonderful promises that we have here in verses uh, 3 through Eight, it's not for everybody and it's not for anybody. It's for one person, the person who dwells. Notice the only job, the only responsibility that this person has to experience these wonderful blessings of the Lord is just, just to stay put, to stay right there, to dwell in Him, to stay in Him, stay focused in Him. That's the only job. There's nothing to do here. It's simply being, being in Him. Let's continue here. Verse 9. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil will befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. He will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Now notice these verses here. Again, probably the most familiar is verse 10. No evil will befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. That's a powerful promise of protection, protection from harm, protection from sickness and disease. But again, who is this promise to? 
It's not for everybody, and it's not to anybody. It's for one person. It's the person who has made the Most High your dwelling place. Again, it's the person who's dwelling there, has their focus and their attention, their consciousness there. They're not trying to dwell in the world. They're not trying to uh, live according to the world's uh, standards, live according to the world's abilities and talents. It's all about my dwelling. It's all about abiding in him, keeping my thoughts and my affections on him. Or you could say it like this, living from the realities of heaven, living from my union with him. So let's continue reading. Now we're in verse 14. He said, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him. Now that's powerful. He said, with long life, I'll satisfy him, show him my salvation. I'll be with him in trouble and deliver him and honor him. Now again, is this promise for everybody? Is this promise for anybody? No, this promise is for one person. It's for the person who has set their love upon him. It's interesting that this word set in the Hebrew, it literally means to attach. This is talking about devotion. This is talking about loyalty. You being attached. Or you could simply say you dwelling there. Making him your abode. Where you, where you live, where you live from. That you stay right there. That you stay right there. Again, notice there, there's nothing in here about you doing anything. It's simply about you being. You being in that place. Conscious of him. Aware of him your thoughts focused on him. And see, the wonderful thing that happens is that where you are, it's going to influence what you're conscious of and it's going to influence your perspective. You see, the more that we stay with him, the more we abide in him, live from our union with him, it creates a greater consciousness of him, which is going to affect our outlook. You see, friends, the only reason people get afraid is because they're not conscious of God. Isn't it interesting that all throughout the Bible, when someone was afraid, God would appear and say, do not be afraid, I am here. Jesus would, would tell the disciples, do not be afraid, for I am here. Do not be afraid, I am here. You could say the answer for fear is knowing that God is here. Well, the more that you, you allow him to have your affections and the more that you keep your mind on him, the more that you live from your union with him, is going to create a greater consciousness of him. And again, it's going to affect your perspective. You'll begin to see the problems of the world through the lens of heaven and not through a cursed lens. The more conscious of him, the more you begin to see from his perspective, you'll begin to see the problems of the world as small because you know you always have the answer. None of the, these things here, none of these promises require you doing anything, no type of actions, no type of following a formula, no type of following keys, no type of working to try to find the right button or push the right knob or turn the right lever. None of that. It's simply about abiding. It's simply about dwelling. Now, you see this here in the Old Testament. Now, if you, if you flip on over some pages in your Bible, go to the New Testament and look at some things that Jesus says in John chapter 15. In John chapter 15, it's a powerful uh, teaching that Jesus is doing here, and he talks about how he is the vine, 
and we are the branch. And I absolutely love this example because this is something that you and I, we can go outside on any day, find a tree, find a plant, and it's a tremendous example of the relationship that you and I have with Christ. You could go outside. Actually, my wife and I and my son, we were outside walking uh, down this creek yesterday, and, and along this creek bank, you could see this big, massive tree where half the roots were in the ground and, and the other half the roots were sticking out going into the creek. And I took a picture of it because it just really grabbed a hold of my attention because you could look at this tree and this massive, this massive amount of roots that were under the ground that you couldn't see unless you're on the other side of the creek. And right there, that's where all the work is taking place. The work isn't taking place up in the, in the branches and on the little twigs. The work is taking place in the roots. The only job that the branch and the roots have is just to stay connected. And as long as the branches and as long as the little twigs, as long as they're connected to the, to the trunk and to the roots, they're fine. You know what's going to happen? Fruit is going to be produced. The only job of the branches is to stay connected. The only job of the branches is to dwell. The only job of the branches is to abide. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 15 and verse 4. He says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Verse 7, he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you ask what you desire and it will be done. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you shall be my disciples. I want to read this to you out of the Passion Translation, John chapter 15 and verse 4. He says, so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I'm the sprouting vine and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he's discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me and my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. I like the way he puts this here. He said, so you must remain in life union with me. Verse 5, he said, as you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. Notice this isn't something taking place from the outside. This is taking place from the inside. It's because of connection to the roots, connection to the trunk, and the nutrients and the minerals, the life juices that flow into the roots and up the trunk they flow into the branch. They flow into the twig. And from within, the fruit is produced because the, the source of what will cause that fruit to grow, it's on the inside. So how does the fruit happen? It comes by dwelling. It comes by abiding. Now, you and I, uh, legally, on the spiritual side of things, we are connected to him. But what your soul is connected to will determine whether what flows in your spirit actually flows into your body and flows into your life, or if what's flowing in your spirit is stopped up. Again, what your soul is connected to determines what you will experience. What your soul is connected to will determine 
if the substance of your spirit flows in or is hindered and stays right there. It's all about your mindset, your consciousness. The secret of Christianity is not in doing. The secret of Christianity is what? It's being. This is why you see the Apostle Paul talk so much about our thoughts, about our mindset. A powerful uh, passage of Scripture in talking about this is Romans chapter 8. And in verse 5, Paul says, For those who live according to the flesh, they set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, they set their mind on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded produces what? Death. But to be spiritually minded produces life and peace. Again, what you put your mind on, where you dwell, what you set your affections on, what you are most conscious of, that is what you are going to walk in. You also see this in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. The Apostle Paul says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So you see a little bit of, of, of what he's talking about in Psalm 91, what God's telling us in Psalm 91, and in, uh, in Romans there, chapter 8. It's about what you put your mind on. In John chapter 15, abiding and doing what? And dwelling. Why? Because the secret of Christianity is not what? The secret of Christianity is not in doing. It's not in, in working really, really, really hard to make some of these things come to pass. The secret of Christianity is simply just abiding, dwelling, living from your union with him and allowing what is on the inside to flow out, staying connected. Staying connected, staying connected. I want to read Colossians chapter 3. Uh, I want to read this to you from the Passion Translation. It's really good as well here. Colossians chapter 3, uh, verse 1 through 3, it says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all honor, power, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Remember what we said about Psalm 91, about the attachment and about dwelling. Where you dwell, that's what you become most conscious of, and it's going to affect your perceptions. This is why you see in the Passion Translation, he said, do not be caught up with the distractions of the natural realm. If you're, if you're more conscious of natural things, then you're not going to be able to access what's on the inside of you. If you're more conscious of the problems of the world, you're not going to be able to access the resources of the world that you are from. That's where you need to be really, really careful and what's going on with the news and the media. They're always feeding you the negative. They're always feeding you the curse. And yes, we need to be informed about what's going on in the world, but you need to be very careful that you do not allow your thoughts, your affections, your cares, concerns, to be so consumed with worldly things that you can't access what's on the inside. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Where are these things? They're in Christ. And if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, where are you? You are in Him, and He is in you. That means all the spiritual blessings of heaven are actually available where? In you. But they're not going to be able to flow out of you 
You're not going to be able to release them, release the power through your hands or release the power through your words if your soul is still connected to the things of this world. You cannot be abiding in the problems. You cannot be abiding in the curse. You not, cannot be abiding in the realities of the world and yet expect to access the realities of heaven and manifest them at will. It's all about what is your soul connected to. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3, we'll finish up here in the Passion. It says, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie. Listen, it severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ, in Christ. It severed the tie to this life. So that means stop abiding there. Let your soul abide in him. And when your soul abides in him, the fruitfulness of all that you are in him, the fruitfulness of your righteousness, the fruitfulness of, of who you are in him, all the wonderful blessings that flow through him, that, that flows in your spirit, will now be able to flow through you and you'll experience his divine protection, you'll experience his divine healing, you'll experience his divine life in every area and facet of your life. Praise the Lord. Well, friends, we love you so very much. Those of you that are partners with us, again, thank you for being a part of the Dream Team. If you're not a part of our Dream Team, we would absolutely love to have you be a part of that. You can simply go to chadgonzalez.com and you can choose any amount that you would like to begin uh, giving each month. Doesn't matter if it's a dollar, five dollars, whatever. We gladly receive that precious seed and we declare an abundant harvest on it. That allows us to do all that we're doing, going around the world, taking this wonderful message that Jesus not only saves, but Jesus heals, and he wants to do it not only in you, but also through you. God bless you, my friends. We love you. We'll talk to you next month. Remember that in Christ, we always win.